And now, it's time to catch up with the week's events as HCR 104FM presents the omnibus edition of Huntsford. Heather, are you busy? Popping this in the oven. Oh, I'm not hogging the kitchen too much, am I? No, no, we're both out most of the day, so it's fine. Oh, you've been so understanding. I wouldn't want to be in the way. You're not in the way at all. Most of the time you're quiet as a mouse. Can we sit down for a minute or two, though? Tea? I've just made a pot. Millionaire shortbread? I'm fine, thank you. I don't like it myself. I'm not sure why I make it. <laughs> Happy, I suppose. Heather, I think you need to talk to someone who can help survivors of... Um... Survivors of what? I, I mean someone who can help people who've experienced a marital breakdown. I can put you in touch with... Some... Are you saying I've had some kind of breakdown? Look, you're bound to be traumatised from your experience. Because I'm not mad. Nick tried to make me think I was mad. I'm not saying you're mad. Because if anyone in our marriage has needed their heads examined, it's Nick. There's nothing wrong with needing help to heal. Nick's the crazy one. But they think he's so nice. I still can't forget the awful things he said. Heather, you need to be able to put those things to one side to get on with your life. It sometimes feel like it isn't mine. Then Nick still owns it. I need to get out, but I'm hiding instead and I don't know if I can get out by myself. Would you like me to find someone to help you? <laughs> yes, I can't go on living like this. Hi Robbie, do you mind if I join you? No problem Laura, it's heaving in here today. It's the market, and the farmer's market too. We've been chasing our tails all day. We've been booked solid, and with people going, can't you just squeeze us in? Are you back part time then? No, I'm full time. So, can you look after the little one a bit? Dan's not working yet, he's taking care of Samuel while I'm at work. That's harsh on Dan, oh, I mean being out of work so long, not having to look after the baby. He tries so hard to find something. If you could even find something part-time, then we could share the time with Samuel. You're missing him whilst you're at work. The thing is, I didn't really want to be working full-time so soon. I wanted more time with Samuel. He'll grow up so fast and I'll miss most of it. You'll see him in the evenings. Dan's usually got him down for the night when I get in. Then I have to go out when he's giving him brekkie. He's a real hands-on dad then. He does absolutely everything. He changes Samuel, feeds him, washes up all the bottles, and he's always giggling when he plays with him. That's good, right? It's just that everything else is such a mess. He puts the washing in, dries it, but then leaves it piled up in the laundry basket. The vacuum's a complete mystery, and the kitchen's covered with footprints and pram tracks. You could mention it. I don't want to nag, though. He goes, yeah, Laura, sorry, I got distracted. Then Samuel smiles and I forget everything else. Sounds like he's doing his best. There's three more letters that Murray has picked up this week and two from the shop. Thanks, Sam. I'll put these somewhere safe. You're keeping them? They're quite secure, Samantha. Your mother won't find them. Are you sure you know what you're doing? What Mum doesn't see, she can't get worried about. Without any replies or any reaction, whoever is sending all this rubbish will realise we're dumping them and they'll give up. Oh, you've got to stop getting Mario to intercept Mum's post. Mario's really not happy about us doing it, and he says it feels a bit sneaky. Sam, I really don't want Mum to see these. I don't want to see her upset. If we really think there's something dodgy about them, Mario says we should turn them over to the police. I don't think it's a police matter. It could be some mad fan who thinks Mum's in love with him, or some nutter who's threatening her. I think it's something else. Something personal. Do you know what it is? No, and I don't want to. 
Your mother had a letter like these a long time ago. And what did it say? Who was it from? Oh, I don't know. Your mum doesn't shock easily. But she went white when she read them. And wouldn't tell me anything about it. Did she say anything? Only that it wasn't one of your usual nutters. Just someone from years ago that she never expected to hear about again. And didn't want to know about them. Nothing else? No. Your mum can be very private when she wants to be. She was out of sorts for weeks afterwards. When these started, I decided she shouldn't see them. You haven't opened any of them? I'm so worried, Sam. I've no idea what's in them. I couldn't steal myself to open even one. Neither could we. What happened here, Heather? Looks like a bomb hit the Great British Bake Off. I was doing some baking. I've nearly finished. I had this spotless yesterday and it's a complete mess again. Raymond and Charlotte had supper and I had something myself. That doesn't account for this shambles. How'd you get it on the wall? I lifted the mixer out while it was still going. All right. Is there any pan or baking tray you haven't used? I always wash up afterwards. The stuff you forget to put in the dishwasher or you leave things to soak in the sink. I mean to scrub them later. And forget. Because by the time I got to those baking trays, the water had all drained away. It's like chiselling concrete. I would clean them, but you've always done it first. And why do you do all the cooking and baking? The freezer's filled up with Tupperware boxes of sauces and we're running out of cake tins. I have to do something. Should I just sit around my room all day and stare at the lawn? Ladies, ladies, what's all the commotion? I just commented that Heather's baking was taking over the entire kitchen. Sorry, I overreacted. I'm still a bit sensitive if I think someone's criticising me. All right, all right. We're all kipling calm now. Hey, Kipling Carl, <laughs> as the saying goes, your cakes are exceedingly good, Heather. So that's it, <laughs> is it? By the way, Vicky, have you moved Charlotte's post? No. I put any post on the hall table for you and Charlotte to sort out, apart from the junk mail. Oh, it may be nothing, but I thought there was a letter for Charlotte earlier. But now there's only my post on the table. Are you sure, Vicky? Yeah, I put everything on the table. I never look. There's never anything for me. Funny. I was sure there was a letter there for Charlotte. Can't, can't do it! Can't do it! Fiona, what's the matter? I can't, I can't be out there talking to people. Breathe slowly. Come on, let's sit down. Hey, what's happening? She was about to start on Mrs Edge, then started gasping and dashed in here. She was starting, beginning to talk about her. Grandchildren! It's a panic attack or, or something. Breathe slowly, Fiona. What can I do? Do I need an ambulance? Oh, I, I just need some time. Don't need a doctor. Dad, can you see to Mrs Edge and I'll sit with Fiona? Oh, she was a bit flustered. I said, Fiona suddenly felt ill. It's not asthma, is it? No, nothing like that. It's anxiety. Right. I'll see that the customers are all right. Do you want a glass of water? It, it's them. The customers... I can't face them. How? Oh, they they tell you things about their partners, how they're getting on or not getting on, about the children, the grandchildren, and I'm supposed to listen and sympathise. I just nod and say yes or no. Oh, don't they know how lucky they are to have someone? I've got no one. I won't have a family. I, I, I'm on my own. It won't last. I thought that... You're with Mario. Everyone here's got someone except me. What am I going to 
What am I doing here? You've built up a lot with wavelengths. Have I? I was supposed to be the talented one. I knew I wasn't, but I tried so hard and I thought perhaps I was getting somewhere. But you have achieved so much and everyone likes you. No, I failed at relationships and I failed at work. Oh, I can't go on dealing with people. What am I going to do? That Have You Seen My Wife poster has got to go. Yeah, it's starting to feel a bit stalkery. Yeah, I've had a couple of comments about it. Not good ones. They said it looks like something you put up for a lost dog. I get the feeling she's watching us, her eyes following me around the office. Yeah, me too, with a great deal of disapproval. Do you think it's all her fault, running off like he says? Well, there's two sides to every story, and I'm thinking we've only been getting one. Yeah, what do you think about Nick Green? Well, he's alright as a customer, but a bit too smooth and charming for my liking. Yeah, something nastier under all that. Right, it's coming down. What do we say if he asks? Oh, just say it blew down. He's here, now. Quick, turn round the closed pay-at-pumps-only sign. Get in the pack. Oh, hello, Nick. What can we do for you? Just a bottle of screen wash, please. Oh, there you are. £3.50. Oh, sorry about the poster. The sticky went and it came unstuck. Well, it doesn't matter now. And I heard that, apparently, some people don't like it. Have you found out where your wife is yet? Apparently she's safe. But the police won't tell me because of some PC confidentiality nonsense. Well, that must be a load off your mind, knowing she's okay. But the question's still, where is she? Someone in this town knows something. Season 4, episodes 11 and 12 were written by Tim Latham. Heather was played by Wendy Underwood, Charlotte Tina Yates, Laura Carol Hooper, Raymond Ben West, Sam Chloe Fagan Webb, Vicky Elaine Lambdin, Fiona Angie Pike, Nick Pete Warman, Bob Roger Ems, and Robbie Mike Took. The recording engineers were Tony Irving and Elaine Lambdin. Assistant engineer and gopher, Alex Lambdin. Post-production engineer, Callum Perry. Sounds, HCR Sound Library and freesound.org. Huntsford's theme tune was composed by Nick Thompson. Produced and directed by Sue Rodwell-Smith, Huntsford was brought to you by Wavelength Productions and recorded in Huntingdon, Cambridgeshire.